So morning, guys. Hey, got, How are we? You got what? Syphilis? I got a shot. I got a shot. Not I for did syphilis. Too. <laughs> Not for syphilis. I got it for uh, the other thing. <laughs> I got a COVID shot. Um, I did too. Last week. The first one. Which one did you get? Moderna. I'll see. I got the Pfizer. So. I got it yesterday. Yeah, I Pfizer's I, I think like I'm better than you. Still. Yeah. I'm going to get the Johnson & Johnson. That's like Sam's Choice brand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I was just saying that because you guys got one of each. Maybe we could, maybe we could do a, a, a lighthearted video reviewing the different vaccines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, put ourselves in a in a situation where we can contract it, <laughs> see who gets it first. No, so I guess so I got it, and uh, um, you know, no side effects other than I couldn't lift my arm the next day, but then that went away. But uh, that's just usual. Why is that? You know, I what? mean, why is that? Is is that did, does that happen with flu shots too? Where you're no, like so this vaccine sore? goes into your muscle. Okay, apparently, I don't know. But she's uh, when she stu- the nurse stuck me with the needle, it like spurted out blood, and she was like, "Oh, that's good." And I was like, "Really? Is no, it? Not. I mean, is it?" Got all over her face shield. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, my arm is sore too. I got it yesterday. Um, hey, you're you're in soreness right now. Yeah, um, I was so- a little like I was a little like sleepy and uh, achy last night. Did you guys? Uh- have you started hearing the um, the Bill Gates instructions yet? In like the voice no. in your head, I did want to buy a new laptop. <laughs> yeah, a new laptop. <laughs> that's what. That's what. Yeah, wireless mouse. <laughs> I uh, I forgot what I was going to say now because I got Bill Gates in my head now. The idea I had for a video though was like you know. Billy takes the Pfizer vaccine and you review it and you know it shows what happens. John takes the Moderna and you review it and then it's like Gordon gets the Johnson and Johnson and like suddenly my beard's three feet long and I'm <laughs> running through the woods screaming. <laughs> like I can I'm I can suddenly speak French, you know. <laughs> You're just like bathing in um, like baby oils and stuff. Right. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> We've got old footage of you eating a bunny in the woods. We need yeah, to use that we for never something. used that. We never used that. <laughs> we need to use it for something <laughs> yeah but uh so i was um i felt a little guilty about it only because you know i am a healthy individual and i know there's a lot of people out there who have not received it um i received it because technically i'm i was part of group three uh 3b i think in that i work in higher education and higher education teachers and faculty and staff are considered just like school teachers and faculty and staff, um, essential workers. Um, I went ahead and and went through with it because of that and uh, um, got it. And uh, I think my second shot is due on March the 24th. I wanted to get it done because, uh, I mean, for obvious reasons, but also I I believe in it. There's a lot of people that don't believe in it. And uh, 
um, I believe in it, but also uh, just kind of ready to to get get it over with, I guess, you know? Um, there's power in numbers and the more people that get this done, the better off we are. And, and uh, um, yeah, so I, there was a little bit of a guilt about it, but ultimately I'm, I'm glad I got it done and uh, can't wait to be fully vaccinated. Oh, wow. But everyone gets it next week, right? I mean, in a podcast. Didn't they come out with that yesterday? Yeah. Group four, which I think for group four, um, I was listening to the press conference yesterday. You have to have a underlying health issue. Yeah. And I think group five is pretty much everybody. But right now, if you, um, and they're not going to ask you to prove it, but, um, you know, this is kind of the honor system. But if, if you are at risk um, of getting sicker, no matter of your age, then uh, you're eligible for this next round. Well, you know, I've been playing in punk rock bands for 20 some years. So I'm absolutely at not only at risk, but proven capable of getting sicker than just about anybody. <laughs> you're probably already. Immune. Sorry. <laughs> you had COVID back in like 96. <laughs> yeah. I had COVID before it was cool. <laughs> I, I had that COVID record before they, uh, before they ever recorded. So what, what is like, we haven't really talked about that. I know we talked a little bit about music, uh, festivals and whatnot, but like, what about bands like yours? Are you just not doing anything or I mean, like playing I mean, we in front of folks, how is that working out? We've only ever done that. Well, once, I mean, but so. other other bands that, that do that, I think that that'll probably be coming back soon. Like like Billy said, as more people get the vaccine, I don't know if herd immunity is the right term, but there will be there will come a point where you know it's not really a risk anymore. Yeah, I don't know if that's late spring, early summer, late summer, but. It's going to happen. Yeah, this Sanford Music Festival is scheduled for September. And two months ago, when they first told us about it, and we first, Gordon first wrote about it, um, I thought, no way. But, you know, a lot's happened in the last two months. Um, Did you the vaccine rollout has been kind of impressive. And the way it was done in Lee County was um, quick. I got in line. There were thousands, not thousands, there were <laughs> over a hundred volunteers out there guiding you through traffic, um, getting you to where you need to go, getting your shot. And then you had to wait 15 minutes afterward to make sure that you didn't have any kind of adverse reaction to it. And then you were on your way. Um, the whole process for me took 15, 20 minutes from, from, well, 20 minutes from start to finish. And 15 of that was just waiting at the end. So um, as easy as it is, I don't think anybody has an excuse who is eligible to get it to not get it, unless you don't believe in it. Um, be, your excuse should not be that it takes so long. If you go at two o'clock in the afternoon, it's pretty quick and easy process. So yeah, um, mine was I, like I, I in the way they, they they do it here. Yeah, mine was paint like just it took like two minutes. And so yeah. There's nothing to it. Uh, Although we are having an issue, um, county government anyways, with uh, supply at the, at the current time, right? Yeah. According to their latest press release, they are holding off on further registration until they can get more supply in. So I think if you have registered already, then you're still eligible to get it. But um, this is for the first shot. I think anybody who's gotten 
the first shot already, they have enough for the, the second shot. And I don't completely understand how that works. Is the second shot different from the first shot? Or is it just the same shot? It's just a booster shot. Like, I don't understand the, the science there, but they say that they have enough for the second shot. It's just that they're, they're pausing right now for registering more people. Yeah. I don't know if the second shot is just more of the same and it takes two or if it's a, a different thing that the second shot is, I probably should, the second shot probably is should the read real, up on this. The second shot is the real shot. The first one is just a, <laughs> it's a placebo just to make it's just feel to better. <laughs> see, if you, see if you can see if you can handle it. Right. There's been a big, uh, big crime week, local news wise. Um, you had a murder and, uh, you know, a 20 year old kid got murdered and an arrest was made early this morning. He wrote about that. Uh, there was, um, you know, a break drive by back on March 8th. Yeah. Yeah. And the break in at, at Kendale pond. So uh, I was thinking that if you looked at the rant website this week and saw mostly crime stories, you might, um, you might wonder about Sanford, but I don't think that's the case, really. Just uh, these things yeah, seem to happen together, you know? When it, it happens rains, in waves it. here, yeah. Seems like when it gets warmer, people want to get out and do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there is something to that, actually. But also, do you think, do you think with more people getting out now, because of vaccinations that crime might go up as well. I, I'm not saying that, you know, I think if you're going to murder somebody, I don't think you're going to worry about whether COVID is prevalent right now, but right. some of these other, some of these other crimes like well, breaking and entering and robberies. The, the the guy that was arrested for child porn, I don't think COVID or the weather has much to do with that either. Yeah. That ain't yeah. good. Yeah, no, that's one of those that that you you don't want to read the comments on our stories for whenever oh, yeah. <laughs> whenever you post those stories. I mean, we we have to report on them, and and they are serious serious stories. Um, but uh, there's immediate calls for death <laughs> when we post those stories, and uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I I understand where people are coming from, but uh, you know, it's also I, I don't know. I'm not going to try to defend hey. it either. <laughs> yeah. I guess there is innocent until proven guilty, but um, there, but there if, is that. But if you have your name attached to that, uh, I don't think a lot of people wait around for the, for the guilty to be proved. Right. Right. I mean, if this guy is exonerated, we'll write about it. Yeah. And then we'll probably have to delete the story. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, big crime week. Go go Sanford. But delete as a, <laughs> But like I was saying, you could you could look at the you know, our website, you know, today and look over the last week and see all these crime stories and maybe come away with a negative impression. But our guests today were um, actually talking about something that's really, really awesome. And that would, I think, bring people to Sanford, and um, and that's the the farmers market. Um, John, you weren't here for the interview, but I'm sure you saw the story we published that they're making that permanent farmers market downtown. Yeah, that's cool. 
I'm gonna be there like every weekend. <laughs> so yeah, we we uh we've already done the interview, and and this will be mentioned. I think one of the questions I ask, but when I saw the building, um, it reminded me of the the outdoor markets in downtown Charleston, and uh, they have similar markets in downtown New Orleans. Where now these I don't think have. Walls, I mean, the, they just have the the covering, but they're yeah. long. They're long. They're straight. There's tables on both sides. You, you know, you start at one end, you walk the length of it, and, and you know, in Charleston and New Orleans, that that can take you a, a full hour to go through all of it. In Sanford, obviously, it'll be a lot shorter. But the way they describe this building, and they're going to, you know, have um, sliding doors on the sides there to open it up on good weather days and and warm days and things like that. It's going to have a, a very outdoor feel to it, but it still be covered. Um, that's kind of what it reminds me of. And if that's the case, um, those are cool. Those are, those yeah. are really, those are really a lot of fun. And, uh, and um, I think this will attract more people to it as well. So our guests this week are Kelly Ladotti, who's the executive director of Downtown Sanford Incorporated, and Joni Martin, the development director with Progressive Contracting. And they're joining us today to talk about the uh, the new farmer's market that's going to be coming to Downtown Sanford in the old King Roofing building on Charlotte Avenue. Why don't you guys just jump in and tell us about how all this came together and what people can expect and when when they can expect it. I guess last summer we were, things just seemed to open up for us. As you know, in the past, the market has been in downtown Sanford um, in the parking lot of the depot. And um, several years ago, they decided to move it from that location due to lack of parking and lack of space. <clears throat> and so they moved it to the parking lot of the Lee County Agricultural Extension Office. And last summer, Kelly got a call from um, Bill Stone saying that due to COVID that they were going to need to relocate the market somewhere else and wanted to know if there was a place downtown. Kelly graciously quickly picked up on that and said, yes, yes, put it behind the buggy building in that parking lot. <clears throat> so she worked directly with the city to make sure it would be okay. We went to links to make sure we were following COVID protocol and all that stuff. But anyway, it was really a gift in our laps to get down the market back downtown because we just feel like markets are critical for downtown areas and bring so much to the table and and just open things wide open um offer a lot of different opportunities so once we got the market going you know every saturday we would have to find someone that would offer a bathroom you know whether it was in cafe 121 they would let right. the farmers use their bathrooms or um Philip Lloyd with Brick City Primary Care let them use their restroom. So it wasn't ideal, but it was great. We weren't complaining and we were having 300 to 400 people in going through the market every Saturday. So Kelly said, you know, this is awesome. We need a location. And, you know, we looked around trying to figure out what would be our best spot. And we looked over at the King Roofing building and there it sat. The city already owned it. <laughs> we thought what a wonderful building this would be. And so we started talking with the mayor and with um, Hal Hegwer, the city manager, to see if it would be okay and within their scope of what they saw um, would be a nice use of that building. And they said, yes, you've got our blessing. We went through city council 
to do that. And um, we started looking at possible ways of funding. And about that time, Jimmy Randolph with um, um, CEO of Saga and Meg Moss, who is the um, director president of the Chamber of Commerce, said that they had been working with pilgrims. Um, and they were looking to um, give a grant to some entity in Lee County um, and wanted it to provide some services and be some outreach for um, people in our community. And so they had mentioned the market, um, the farmer's market and several other projects and pilgrims looked at it and looked at it. And this was, I guess, Kelly, it was, last summer we started this and they were reviewing projects so we thought they got down to the wire and then it was our understanding that they had chosen something else mm. so um they had chosen or something. broken hearted it broke yes. our heart <laughs> yes i think they said that they had chosen something that would be an immediate need you know something already up and going that they could immediately provide this funding for so we were terribly disappointed but we kept on going. We started looking at other methods of financing the project. And so about a month later, I was, we were talking to Jimmy and Meg and they said, well, they haven't made their decision yet. And um, I think it was a day in the fall. We were, he said, you know, if we can get the mayor really on board, this seems to be what they're looking for, a project that the mayor is really backing. And so mm -hmm. I immediately hung up and called Chet and I said, can you please meet us over at the building? We want to show you our project. We need a letter um, from you um, acknowledging the project and endorsing the project. And so he said, yes. So we went over there within that afternoon. Um, Jimmy had helped um, Jimmy Randolph had helped put together a letter of recommendation and sent it to Mayor Mann. And he read over it, made some changes, added his what he wanted to into it, got it off. And we emailed everything to them the following day. And um, we were just really hopeful. We thought maybe this will do the trick. And so we found out, um, I would get calls in the evenings from their group saying, we have one more question. Mm -hmm. um, is it going to do this? Is it going to do that? And um, I kept calling Kelly and Bill Stone, who's part of our committee. And I said, we're one step further. We haven't gotten a no yet. So um, Finally, in December, they said, we're 99.9% .9 sure we're going to get it. So we were hopeful there was going to be an announcement before the first of the year. Um, but they still had communications that they needed to have with corporate. And so finally, I guess it was last, this past Monday, um, yeah. I got a text from Lindsay Pennington, who has been our direct contact through the office here in Sanford. Um, she said, we have left off. We ha they have just released the um, press releases and we're good to go. So Kelly and I were actually in a Zoom meeting together at the time. And I texted her and I said, let's say it right now. Let's tell them we got it. But she was, I think she had other things going on her phone. So she didn't see it. And I kept staring at her in the, <laughs> while we the Zoom meeting. Hopefully, hopefully she would see me. But anyway, we got it announced and we were, we were just so thrilled and um, something we've really been waiting for and hoping for and we're just now we as soon as we got that word we've been like off and running trying to get this stuff going it has been a crazy week um it's uh i joked about it we were with our architect um because we already have our drawings and i was with the architect joni and i were tuesday night we met with the farmers and we got to announce this to the farmers and you build it and they will come i mean i know people say that that 
we've not had that many farmers show up at a meeting before. The depot building was full of farmers that had not participated last year. So um, it's going to be so exciting. Well, it seemed like a big deal to bring the farmer's market back downtown to begin with. And, uh, you know, I've been impressed with with the, the quality and the, you know, the variety of farmers that have been there. Um, what can people expect when we, you know, when we get moved into this, this new building? And um, I mean, do you, do you think there, I guess you, you've answered my question already. Do you think there'll be more farmers, but what do you think it looks like? I think it's going to, now we did realize meeting with them Tuesday night, we probably need to make a few adjustments with our original setup for each space. But Joni, wasn't it like a 15 by 15 space? I think um, so for each farmer and they then used to having 10 by 10 spaces. You know, we allowed them to have 10 by 10 tents in the back of the parking lot. Um, So they were excited to see that they would have more space and maybe it's too much. So we are allowing individual vendor stalls. And then at the end of those stalls right now, we have little end caps for people. Um, I know Paradox Goat Cheese was such a huge hit this past summer and everybody, Gordon, I don't know if you ate any of that Paradox Uh Cheese. Um, But that was a huge hit. But that's all they have is the goat cheese, you know. So we've even developed little kiosks at the ends of our stalls for them to, for a small farmer, just to have one thing, a bee farmer um, or someone that just sells flower arrangements, that kind of thing. I think that we'll end up having to move into quarterly arrangements where they could, um, because we have one fellow that sells only pawpaws. Well, one, I've never eaten a pawpaw, but only pawpaws are around mm-hmm. three months out of the year, I guess. And so um, he said, am I going to have to pay for a year membership? So I think that we're going to be able to tailor this market to the produce that's available at the time. So I think that that'll allow for a lot of people to come in and out of there. Yeah. And so that that actually leads me to something else. This, I mean, the farmer's market is currently only open spring to fall, right? But this will allow for a, a year round situation. Yeah. We hoped, hoped, yeah, we would like to be year-round starting this fall. Um, We mentioned that to them the other night, be thinking about the crops that you could grow now if we were operational Mm -hmm. year-round. And I hope to see us sooner than later move to two days a week. um, And then eventually way down the road, we'd like to be open every day of the week. Um, That'll take several years, I think, to get there. But I think the goal right now would be one day for sure on Saturdays, but possibly a weeknight. Awesome. That's awesome. So the uh, the king's uh, the king's building, I guess that's what we're calling it. The uh, king's it, it's roofing. yeah, king's roofing building. It's um, for for those unfamiliar with it or haven't seen the the sketch of it. It's um, it's near the old city hall. It's uh, across from the buggy building, and it's a long building. It, it, I would say it's longer than it is wide. Obviously, um, can you tell us? What uh, and I know there's still plans to be drawn up and and uh, maybe it's not all complete. But can you give us an idea of what it will be like inside of it? Because when I see the building, I think of uh, I think of the long kind of outdoor markets that you see in downtown uh, Charleston or you see in like downtown New Orleans, where it's these long farmers markets and they have several of them. Obviously, we're not that big, but that's kind of what I imagine. Is, is that what you guys are imagining also? Sure. I, th- 
in the beginning of that, it will be. Um, and Joni can tell you some really cool history about it. And part of the, she knows all of the architectural features and how we'll take it down. But when you walk in that big sliding door, which will be functional when we're open, um, you'll be met with the farmers. They'll be the first people and they will stay housed in that old building. So the building is brought in in two parts. Um, and once you get to the newer portion of the building, that's where we'll have teaching a teaching classroom, a couple of offices, and then eventually uh, a couple of years down the road, a restaurant will be in the back of that building. So the first half will be for the farmers and the back will be educational and um, retail space. Actually, the building was an old um, military warehouse. And oh, really? Yeah, it was brought here um, after World War II in the 40s, early 40s. Um, from um, South Carolina, they moved it here, took it down and then brought it back. So the first section, and I, I would say it's probably about, um, I, I would say it's more than half. So I'd say maybe two thirds of the building that you see is the old part. And it has really a really neat um, trust system and everything. So all, right now, when you walk in the building, um, King Roofing had added like a mezzanine, if you will, on both sides. But but both of those ceiling heights were only like seven feet, so it, it it felt a little bit crowded underneath there. So all of and all of that's made with like pine, never been painted pine. And um, so oh, wow. we plan to take all of that out. So when you walk in that door, you get a clear view of the whole story. So you're looking, you know, like twenty feet up, and you just see these great truss systems and open air type feel and the the part that we demo will we will then use um to put up the half walls between each of the farmer stalls and we will build market tables that will be in with each of the farmers market spaces um and we you know we plan to have really cool lighting in there um and and also all the way down the sides of the building we will have three or four um large garage roll-up doors on each side so on the day of market all those doors will come up mm -hmm. and when you're inside you'll have an, it will feel like you're outside with the air yeah. blowing through the fans going and um hopefully create a really nice atmosphere for our market and, and this location i know um that these plans aren't definitive yet but um the city is eyeing the building behind it and, and that area next to the railroad track is potential spot for an Amtrak um, stopping point uh, station, I guess. And and there's so much potential in that area. Um, did that did, did that play into this location for a farmer's market? The the uh, the potential for this area becoming this huge, you know, destination, or um, is it just kind of coincidental that all this is happening in the same place? I think it's both. Uh, Joni and I, I definitely think it was coincidental because it was not definitely in DSI's plan of work to bring a farmer's market back into downtown. Um, so like Joni said, a blessing during COVID for us, but we did use it as part of our presentation to city council to say, you know, this would be, we know that you were originally intending to tear this building down. We see this as a benefit to help maximize this space over here should those things come to fruition. Um, with green space and educational space outside, the possibilities of down the road restoring the stream to its natural state versus just that straight creek that goes down, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I think it probably it ended up being 
by chance, but yes, it has definitely been part of our presentation. Very cool. I just think it'll, it, it'll be a cool area, if, you know, if all Absolutely. this does come to fruition, uh, to have all that in the area. And then, um, you know, I don't know what the plans are for the uh, the restaurant that's um, where La Dolce used to be, but I mean, there's potential there as well. I, I think, plus all the work you've done to the buggy building and, and uh, the buildings along that street, uh, 10 years ago, the, this area was, was uh, far from, far from a, yeah. uh, a, a place yeah. where people would eye for, for development like this. And, and uh, wow, what a, what a difference a decade makes. I just feel like that this, the King building will kind of, is like <clears throat> one of the final pieces to this area of putting the puzzle together. And I just think once we can have developed to the end of, you know, to first street, um, it's just going to clean all of this up. It's going to, you know, just make it a place to be. And um, in our phase two, so I didn't, we didn't go into that, but the farmer's market area of the building is phase one of the project and phase one will be completed and up and running with the help and the grant from um, Pilgrims. Phase two, which will house a classroom, a teaching kitchen, commercial kitchen, fully equipped, um, some offices, um, bathrooms and then the space for a potential restaurant and so um, Kelly and I have seen other restaurants that we're kind of targeting but we want to put it out for RFP so that we get a restaurant that is maybe a farm to table type restaurant that would really mm -hmm. complement the farmer's market um, um, use eco eco-friendly products um, sustainable products just really a really cool vibe for us to have there at the market and um, I think that with the creek and everything running there, we've got some plans to maybe work with NC State on cleaning up our creek. And, you know, when you're on that back loading dock of the King Roofing building where the, the restaurant will be, you look out over that all that land that's back there, which is really, really awesome. I mean, you don't, you don't even feel like you're in downtown. Yeah. And um, yeah. also in our phase two plans is to, to build a covered shelter on the corner between the building and the corner there of First Street. So that if we do have over um, overflow with farmers, we will have a place for them to go outside. And the timeline for work is pretty pretty quick, right? I mean, this is this is going to get going sooner than later, right? Right, right. Joni's having a sign made right now, and it'll say coming this fall. So okay. we and I did a proposal yesterday to the city asking for use of the buggy building property through October. Um, and that we could finish hopefully the last two months of the official season that we've got in place for the farmers right here, right now, October, November mm -hmm. inside, um, and then hopefully stay open after that November through the rest of the year. You know, I'm still getting used to the idea that we're out of February. Um, so that means the market is coming back. Like, is that, when, when does that start? April 24. And we okay. have changed the time this year. It was eight to noon last year. This year, we decided to do 8.30 to noon. Um, some of the farmers made good points that they like to pit fresh in the morning um, and that to get there by 8 a.m. is just pushing it a little bit. So we're uh -huh. giving them 30 extra minutes. We will bring back second Saturdays to the farmer's market again this year. So I started lining up musicians to be at the second Saturdays, and we're trying to give themes to those second Saturdays as well. For example, the first one, May 8th, will be strawberry jamming. And that's going to be a partnership between DSI and the TDA um, visit Sanford to and June is strawberry month or May is strawberry month. So we'll focus everything on strawberries. Mm -hmm. um, had a 
canned strawberries, how to make jams and jellies. Our restaurants are going to make foods that have things to do with strawberries. Um, and then hopefully we'll even have some tasting and some demonstrations out there as well that day. And this is, um, I mean, this is all stuff that you're going to be able to expand on when you move into the, the King building, right? Just more and more events like that and educational programs, that sort of thing. That's correct. Okay. Joni awesome. even had the architect into phase two. Like when you go right past the second part of the building, they put an elevated small stage there. That way we can incorporate oh, music wow. in our market um, weekly, live musicians and um you know, demonstrations could go right there for people to see what's going on. We want it to be interactive, a complete experience for you and your family and something that you don't want to miss every Saturday. That's a part of your Saturday. As soon as you wake up, you head over to the farmer's market and grab breakfast in downtown um, and then walk through. Awesome. And then hopefully we'll transition into the winter with Christmas trees and wreaths and, you know, that kind of stuff, hopefully. This is really exciting between, like you said, uh, when you were talking about the, uh, the the potential for the train station, but the fact that this is right nearby, it's so cool that all these things are coming together at the same place at the same time. And I just think downtown is amazing things are happening. And like Billy said, 10 years ago, it would have been hard to imagine. Yeah, and, and I, I, I would agree. And I think what's really been interesting and really fun to see is I, I know that Kelly's gotten some calls from people that you know, we would have never heard of or heard from that have heard that we're getting this, you know, we're putting together this new farmer's market building. I got a call this morning. Um, so it is really exciting to know that when we're doing exciting things, people do notice and people yeah. want to be what people want to be a part of it, you know, so it's, um, I hope we can keep up the momentum and momentum and see other projects um, start happening too. Cause I think that Stanford is an awful, wonderful place. And, I think that we have been able to enjoy such great um, things happening and, and great team players. And I, I think that Kelly and I have worked really closely with Bill Stone with the Ag Center and they have been great. And of course, Jimmy and them with the Chamber of Commerce and um, Hal Hegler and Chet Mann with the city. And, you know, there was a time when we, we couldn't get these things done in Sanford with, with great relationships and so I think timing right now is prime for a lot of things to happen because I think everybody's on the same page and um, I just think that I've been around for a while and many times we have said oh Stanford's getting ready to burst right open and stuff like that and it didn't happen but I do believe yeah. that, that we are close for sure I mean I feel like it's it's we're in the middle of it just with yeah. everything that's that's going with all the jobs coming and and um, you know these investments from companies and the things happening downtown and the train station and it's um it's you know it's all related i think it's really cool well we have just a, a few minutes left um before we run out of time on this free zoom call so is there anything that we need to uh that anything else that we need to know or that you guys want to close with gordon i i have a uh i have a zoom account with unlimited minutes why don't you ever use mine <laughs> i don't I, I don't know your password <laughs> Oh, you're not going to know. <laughs> all right. No, we're, I just want to say that um, I was thinking all of those things that Joni said a minute ago, it is truly a partnership and teamwork that this happened. So I really do want to thank Meg Moss again. I know that she was a huge team player for this, um, really continuing to say that this would be an asset to our community um, for pilgrims to believe in our vision. So um, 
it, this really could not have happened with all of, without the efforts of Saga and the chamber and then Joni's and all of her visionary plans that she has. And then Bill Stone with his connections with Ag Extension. So, um, and then the city for, for buying into another one of our crazy um, harebrained ideas that we come up with and present them with. So we're so grateful to have these opportunities to work with all these wonderful people. And of course, thanks to Pilgrims um, for, for selecting us because we wouldn't be able to be having this podcast right now if it weren't for them. So, yeah. um, and, to, and to Lindsay Pennington because she worked really closely and helped us stay calm and, and be patient as we got final words. So yeah, it's all great. We're so very thankful. And this was in our story, but I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, but this grant is what is ha- a half million dollars, right? 505000 I mean, that's an insane amount of money. So yeah. that's, that's uh, like I said, I don't know if we actually mentioned the number. So it's just uh, just for the listeners. That's half a million dollars, $505,000. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, April 24th, start the first market and then get used to making it part of your Saturday. That, we're planning on it. We are planning on it. So, one year anniversary of the COVID shutdown today, right? Is that today? Well, yesterday was like the day they declared it a pandemic. The day we went home from work was my birthday. So, I always remember that. My birthday is like COVID day. You just wanted to bring that up, didn't you? That your birthday's coming up. Hey, it's my birthday, you guys. Happy birthday, John. But like, oh, I'm I'm turning 42, y'all. Yeah. Really messed up about this. It really is affecting me more than I thought it would. That's a tough one. Kind of, kind of sad. But nothing left uh, from here on out but the the old downward spiral. Nothing left but death and taxes. Mm-hmm. The sweet embrace of death. That's right. <laughs> no, so uh, they there's a thing going around where you like look at your phone and find the last picture before covid like where you're in a crowd or something you should oh, do yeah. that huh all right so i have uh, i have the rant nc dot or rant nc.com up on my computer and i've gone back to our stories from march 12th 2020 so it says uh on march 12th 2020 one year ago today lee county Pistols schools suspended <laughs> has suspended all after school activities according to a statement the district announced um these events have been canceled till further notice to combat COVID-19 coronavirus. We were still calling it coronavirus then. Um, yeah. They banned all field trips, all professional development for staff, uh, all middle school athletics, and all visitors, and all high school athletics. And through April 6th, it's funny, oh, it'll to, look be back, over by yeah, it's funny to look back that all these things were canceled through April 6th because we had hope that yeah. everything would be back to normal by then. Remember how everybody was like, oh, that, that'll, that's forever. Like, <laughs> it'll be over by the end. Um, on March 12, 2020, Grace Christian School issued a letter to staff, students, and volunteers, and parents asking that if a child misses a day due to absence, that they come back with a medical release signed by a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, the Elks Lodge um, canceled its Piedmont Cotillion a year ago today. <laughs> I wish there was like a um, like a national story from like March 
eight that's like President Trump, nothing can derail my reelection. <laughs> yeah. How about this? On uh, on the same day, Gordon, I don't know if you wrote this or I did, but we started out the story on March 11th by saying, how about that coronavirus, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. It says, as of today, March 12th, no confirmed reports have been reported in Lee County though the state has confirmed a second case in Chatham County. Oh, wait. Can y'all, I don't know if y'all could hear that or not. Um, we write, that doesn't mean COVID-19 isn't having an impact. So here we are locally. How many have we, we've had, how over many five, cases have we had? Uh, yeah, 5,500, 5, something like that. Yeah. So uh, we had none by now, but we were, but this is the day that everything started getting canceled. And uh, Oh, man. Um, Central Carolina Community College, um, First Health, all these places. Uh, and uh, we also had the Temple Theater went through with one of its shows on this day, but I think they ended up canceling about a week later. So, so yeah, that's a rundown of what happened a year ago today. Well, I wish the Onion would put out like a, a fake paper because there's so many stories. It'd be like, you know, like Mass Maker. I'll never sell all these masks. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, How long was it before you guys got, got a mask? I remember thinking, well, we should get masks, but where do you get masks? Yeah, I was that, I was thinking about that yesterday. There was like a time in April where it totally shifted. And you're thinking like, are we really going to like wear masks? And then you think, oh, okay, I guess we are. I and think, then, you know, even when I think this if you is go- gone... And we go back to quote unquote normal, like you're always going to have a mask in your house. Unless oh, yeah. like, you know, you hate masks. Well, you, I, think, I mean, you've seen you the go back to numbers our... for this year, right? They're way down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, this is uh, the flu is this is just the flu. Oh, OK. If you go back to our podcast from around this time, maybe it was a little bit later. I, I distinctly remember us talking about our first time wearing masks, and I remember us each saying that we felt weird doing it. And I think, Gordon, maybe you were the one that said you didn't really feel that weird doing it, but I remember John and I saying that we felt uncomfortable or we felt like people were looking at us or whatever because, you know, obviously not everybody was doing it. Um, but, yeah, it was it was around this time, maybe in, in early April, where we were starting to talk about daily mask usage for the first time and how awkward it was for us and now here we are you know i've got three in my car two in my office a couple hanging on my door you know just they're everywhere now yeah yeah so i mean but like the other night i went to the gas station and no one was wearing masks again it's like it falls off really quickly <laughs> yeah so but people are starting to to get out now i'm seeing um, grandparents hugging their grandkid posts for the first time this week. I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing people eating in restaurants now um, after being vaccinated. So yeah, those are nice to see. Platonically, I'm, I'm, platonically I'm happy French, about it. Platonically French kissing total strangers. Oh yeah, all of <laughs> yeah. that spitting in their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just breathing uh, into each other's mouths. Right. <laughs> yeah. The old, the old droplet games. <laughs> I, I read, I read somebody writing about the return to normalcy, and uh, you know, originally I thought it's going to take me a while 
but um, they thought the same thing in this article I read, and they say um, that no, that we're going to go right back to normal and uh, do it happily. But um, all the all, all the hesitation and everything, I think people are, are waiting for this, and and uh, we'll be we'll be used to being in crowds again sooner, I think, rather than later. Do you guys watch TV now? And see people close together and go, man, they're close. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, or you like watch a, a basketball highlight and you're like, man, there's there's too many people in that crowd. Yeah. I, like I do say that. <laughs> I also watch TV shows that I know were filmed this year and I wonder how they got around it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. They have them. They do a massive, massive amount of testing to these people. They test them every day when they show up that's oh it's, i know yeah 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 so um, did you see that uh virginia had to pull out of the acc tournament now no why duke duke pulled out last night and then virginia pulled out just now because um yeah team teams pulling out of the wow and in fact i we haven't reported on this but um lee county high school canceled its football game tonight so oh really? Due to COVID. Well, I don't know about canceled, but I think postponed. I know they canceled their last two uh, high, uh, basketball games because uh, one of the teams they played had a COVID test. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see the details, but it just said Lee County. It, honestly, it may not have even been football. It may have been basketball. We may be talking about the same things, but um, I had something, son, well, something I had flagged to to look into for later. Cameron, he uh, he played. He actually played varsity this year in Southern oh, wow. Maine. They they made it through the whole season without any problems, um, but they were like the only one, <laughs> the only team in the whole conference that didn't have any problems. So. First place in not getting COVID. Yeah, they actually they finished first. Good so, for them. Hey, gentlemen, um, you guys can continue this. Uh, we are announcing our new dean of our med school in an hour, and I'm getting calls from my bosses right now. Um, Is it me? <laughs> uh, you did not. You did not make the the final cut, John. I'm sorry. Always the bridesmaid. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, what I, if these, I do have to. What if these positions were involuntary? <laughs> John, I, I have some. Uh, might, yeah, John, I have some news for you. We've uh, we've named you dean of the medical school at Campbell University. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I don't wanna. It pays two hundred fifty thousand. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 